Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. And I really have been loving the schedule of doing these calls on Mondays and Wednesdays. I struggled with it for a while of what I was going to do. I used to record every day, Monday through Friday, and I would do five videos a week. It was so much. It was so much content. It was so much value that it was too much. And people couldn't keep up with watching them every single day. And it was great for the accountability and the connection. But I realized that you don't have to be connected every single day in order to stay on your mission. Sometimes connection can be too much. And when you're trying to work things out alone with God, and you're trying to be obedient and pray and meditate and slow down, when you have too much on your plate, it just kind of clouds that. And it's too much information. I'm a huge fan of reading for five minutes a day, because when you read just five minutes, you only get a certain amount of information. And then all day, you just kind of mull over that information in your head, like that one thing and relate it to your life or really feel it and understand it, whether you're reading, you know, like a how-to book or you're trying to inspire or you're reading the Bible, five minutes a day will blow your mind just putting information in your mind. Now, are there times in your life when you cannot shut off your mind from negative self-talk and doubt and excuses? Sometimes we just can't get away from ourselves. And that's when I will run away and read. And I will try to read and listen to eight hours a day if I can. So my brain shuts up and that's a season that you might be in right now, but you also might be in a slower season where you're trying to grow through something. You're trying to improve on something. Uh, We all have struggles. We all have sin. We all mess up every single day. We all don't do what we know we need to do. We've talked about that a lot. Like we, we know how to get in the shape we want physically, but we don't do it. And we know how to get in the shape financially, but we don't do it. And we know what we could change in order to have a better relationship, but we don't do it. And it's not that we don't know what to do. It's that we don't do the things that we want to do. And My favorite scripture recently is in Romans chapter seven, verses 15 through 20. And I'm going to read it. It says, I do not understand what I do, but let me just tell you, Matthew was saying this. Okay. Matthew was one of Jesus's disciples and he wrote the book of Matthew from his perspective of walking with Jesus. So he says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but in the sin is living in me. For I know that good itself dwells in me, that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And then he goes on to just be super confusing and say, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I don't want to do, I do. And this, I keep on doing. (laughs) So he's basically just saying like, I know what to do, but I don't do it. But I do the thing I shouldn't do. And I don't know why I do it, but I do it. And I am out of control and I don't know what to do. And this is very real in modern day. I feel this all the time. And lately, since slowing down, God told me, okay, do the calls three days a week eliminate Tuesday, Thursday. I did that for a while. 
And then again, God said, I actually was like, are you telling me to stop my podcast? Are you telling me to pause my podcast? Are you telling me to stop these recordings? I was like, maybe I should stop them. I, cause I was feeling a lot of tension. And so I went back and forth and I would get scriptures like the day that I told Alicia, I'm like, I think I'm going to go on a sabbatical for a while from the calls because I really just need more time to hear from God and not be thinking all the time. Like, what am I going to talk about on my next call? Because I don't plan usually for my calls, but I do have, I do have to think about it. I have to pray about it. I'm listening intentionally at church. Like, oh, I could talk about this or, oh, I could talk about that. Like I'm always having you guys at the focus, the forefront of my mind because that's what I truly believe God has called me to do is to be a messenger of his word and to relate and to build this community. But I went back and forth the day I told Alicia that I think that I'm going to go on a sabbatical. I get this daily scripture verse that says, I don't even remember where it was in the Bible now, but it said, um, like, do not stop meeting together for the time that I'm coming is nearer than ever. And there is an urgency and do not stop getting together and encouraging. And I'm like, this, is this even in the Bible? Like, what is this? I can't believe that I got this. It was like a notification from my Bible app that said your verse of the day. And it was literally the day I told Alicia and I sent her a screenshot and I'm like, I guess we're not going to stop doing the calls. And so I knew that that was confirmation. Like we're not supposed to stop, but what is it? Why do I feel this tension? Um, almost like this just kind of like a stress, a, like a dread a little bit, but it, it was fueled by feeling like I wasn't capable. I wasn't equipped. I knew it was fueled by negativity because when I'm living in that positive energy and mindset, I love to do the calls. And I, I like, cannot wait. I'm like, Oh, and then the next call, I'm going to do this. And the next call, I'm going to do this. I have like six or seven topics that I can't even wait to share. But when I'm in the other mindset, I can't even think of one thing that I want to talk about. And the calls aren't my calls anyway. They're the Holy Spirit speaking to people because I have gotten on here 95% of the time with not even a topic and just started talking after I prayed and things started coming out and I would get messages from people saying, oh, that was totally for me. You spoke to my soul. This was for me. And that kind of connection is what fueled me to keep going, even when I couldn't see, even when I felt like I was in the dark, even when I'm like, do I even have a topic? Do I even know what to talk about? And God was like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not about you get out there, just be consistent. And I felt that. So I kept showing up, but now that I've slowed down and haven't been recording so many videos and, um, being on here on live zoom with you in the morning, I've had more time to digest what God's been showing me and helping me in my struggles in life and my pleads to change with God. And last night as I was falling asleep, I thought of the call this morning and I just started talking to God and this whole idea of today's call downloaded into my mind. And I grabbed my phone and I was typing some notes on it so I wouldn't forget. Because two years ago, when I started doing, talking about this and sharing openly about my feelings and my mental health and my path with God, he told me to share what I'm learning. And every time I end up going back to sharing what I learn, because I forget that that's the word that God gave me. And so when I start to stress and think, what am I going to talk about? And God is like, oh, share about what you've been learning. I'm like, oh yeah, duh, I keep forgetting this. And the number one thing that I've been learning lately, well, I, I actually didn't think I was learning it. I've been resenting it and running away from it until last night when I was thinking about this, I realized my mindset had shifted and uh, I made a reel a couple of weeks ago and I was just sitting on my front porch with my eyes closed and my rocking chair and it was an audio in the background that just, um, it's like a whisper. And it just says like, it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't for nothing. The struggle wasn't for nothing. You are capable of doing this. You've gone through hard stuff. God's not going to let go of you now. 
and kind of this whole concept of the struggle is good. The struggle is good and we should want to feel the struggle. And I've had a lot of tension in my life lately, um, just like a ton. And it's been tension that's different than before. Um, like I used to have a lot of tension in my household around finances. I, my husband and I just didn't see eye to eye. I was an overspender, um, still am, but try to reel it in. I've been working and I've been getting better, but it used to be like a huge tension in my house. And it was the number one thing that we would fight about. I also used to have a lot of tension in my house around my preteen boys and being in school and getting in trouble and seeing inappropriate things and having to have all the talks. And that was very tension um, for a long time. And right now we're not really in that season. Now is that season going to come back? I'm sure it will because it's a season. Seasons change and grow. Um, and I'll be equipped when I get there because I have God and I'm co-parenting and I, he's in my life. And I'm going to kind of get to that later of the, the three things that you need to do um, to kind of change everything around. But currently my tension season is in my marriage. I've just been, um, we just, we both don't really see each other very often right now. And this is his busiest season at work. And also it's a really big change for me going from the breadwinner hustler worker to the sitting at home making dinner. <laughs> like, like it's just a change. I love it. And I chose it. It's just a change and it's just a different season. And there's been tension in our marriage. Um, and I share that because I want you to know that even though we run the marriage ministry in our church, and even though we are in love and respect classes and we lead them as the teachers, it doesn't mean that we don't have tension or problems. I think that that's really unrealistic to say that you never have tensions, you never have issues in a relationship I mean, it's okay to say that. It doesn't mean that you have a failing relationship. It means that you're working on things and it's just been hard. You know, I've been overly offended. He's been overly offended, uh, just kind of nitpicking each other. And this week I'm, I'm teaching a defined study at my church for women to learn their identity. It's by Priscilla Shire. You probably see me post about it. It is the number one book that I recommend doing if you're trying to find your identity and really trust God and who he created you to be and that his plan is the best plan. And in that study, it's a five-day devotion throughout the week. And we've been learning all about why we fight and argue and why we don't get along. And I was writing um, just on like anger in the spirit and emotions and things like that. And I was writing down scriptures that really stood out to me on note cards. And I was going to put them on my fridge for my family. I was like, this is going to be so good. Like my kids will see all this stuff about fighting and being angry and not getting what you desire. And this is going to be so great. Like I'm going to show my kids all these scriptures and it's really going to sink in. And even my husband, this is going to really sink into him. And he's going to see this. And I wrote them down with the intention of them seeing it, but also for me to see it and start to remember more verses. Like, this is good. It'll be in front of me. I'll remember more scriptures. It's a total different ball game when you're reading a scripture and you're not experiencing the emotion that the scripture needs you to experience. Like the scripture I just read on Romans about I don't understand what I do for what I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. It feels a lot different if you're in a season right now where you're trying to quit drinking and you just keep grabbing more alcohol. It's a different season when you're like, okay, enough. I'm not eating crap food anymore. I'm not eating at midnight. I'm not drinking soda. I'm not going to binge on sweets. And then you find yourself in the cabinet at 1230 eating Oreos. 
Like it's a lot different when you're currently experiencing this versus you being in a season where you haven't cheated on your meal plan and you've been going to the gym and you've been kind to your husband and you've been in a good mood. It just hits different. And when I realized the real reason why we should write down scriptures and put them up for us to see them is so that when we are experiencing the emotion that we need to, we can see that scripture at that moment. Because I was just looking at it like, oh, I'm going to memorize this scripture. But a few days later, when my husband and I were fighting, I looked at the fridge and I read the scriptures that I put on there for my kids. And now I was reading them myself and thinking, this scripture is totally meant for me. Why do we fight and quarrel and argue? And I continued to read it in James. And I'm like, this, this is literally meant for me that God had me write down this scripture thinking it was for my family, but really is about me. And I've been finding that a lot lately. Like when I pray for, I started praying every day for my husband's pride to be broken and for his heart to be softened. And I'm like, that man is so pride, prideful. And he has such a hard heart sometimes, like take that hardness off his heart. I started praying every day and every day that I prayed it about my husband, God revealed it in me that those are my problems too, even more. And the more that I would pray for his pride, the more I would recognize the pride in myself. And the more that I would pray for his heart, the more I would recognize my heart issues. And I wasn't praying for that. I wasn't praying for my own stuff. I was praying for his because I was just pointing the finger at him and what was going on in his life. So really God spoke to me and showed me that it's not the other people. It's you. The problem is you. And in the love and respect class that I've taken, that is literally what he says, that the problem is you. And obviously I'm not talking about abuse. You know, there's situations where the problem is not you and you aren't, you know, that is not your problem. Abuse is totally separate, but in a goodwilled marriage with people who just have normal tension and, and disagreements, um, you know, I just really noticed that it's not always about the other person. It's the emotion we're experiencing, the lens we're looking out of and how we're perceiving the world to be. Because it's no coincidence that not only was he irritating me, but a lot of other things and people were irritating me too, like traffic and um, just all kinds of stuff. I just felt short fused and short tempered and I felt like it was his problem. But really when I can look at myself in a different emotion, I can see that it really was me perceiving these things to be like this. But my point is, is that my marriage has been a lot of tension in my life. My husband and I usually get along really great. We are like best friends and connected. And I'm like, I cannot even stand you. Like, What is going on? And so we have this tension over here. I also have tension in my life when I'm thinking about my business and what I want to do. Like, what do I want to do? I've been praying that God helps me heal wounds and grow. And I have abandonment issues and I have pride issues and control issues and the approval of others. And these things that I've realized through going through my 12 step recovery program, regeneration, uh, which you can find if you click the link in my bio on Instagram and go to the bottom, it talks all about what this program is and you can connect to it through a church on Zoom. But going through this, I realized these are my issues that I'm experiencing. So I've really been praying very, very hard and diligently for God to help me with this. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be triggered. I don't want to feel like I have too much pride to apologize to my husband, or I'm trying to control a situation and therefore it's overwhelming me and causing tension in a different area of my life. I've really been praying. I don't want these shackles anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want freedom. I, I want to heal from this. I want to get past this. And we all have 
issues like this that we're dealing with, like maybe it's anxiety or depression or isolation, or you're just trying to overcome trauma and abuse and all of these things that you've gone through and you just want to be free. Like you don't want to have this shackle around your ankle anymore. This anxiety that creeps in these intrusive thoughts that creep in this negative self-talk doubt, bad moods, irritation. Like I, bad moods just like come over me and I, I can't break them. I know I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to be in a bad mood. I try to change my bad mood. I do every, but I can't. And it's, it's frustrating. And I've just been taking it to prayer and begging God to transform me and to change me. And there has been a ton of tension there in my mental health and my emotional health and trying to get my mind on the right spot. And there's also been tension in my business because I'm overthinking things and I'm overanalyzing and I'm thinking, do I, do I want to stop my podcast or do I want to keep them going? Do I want to go down to two days or do I want to keep three days? Do I want to take a sabbatical and then come back? Do I want to teach people how to brand themselves or do I want to inspire them to live on purpose or do I want to help them to quit their job or motivate them throughout their day or do I want to interview people on my podcast or do I want to start doing videos? Do I want to change my content? Like, what do I want to show up for? And then I'm starting to realize that because I'm praying that God breaks me from the approval of others, it's really hard to struggle with that when you're building a business online that requires people to approve of you. (laughs) Like, think about that. Like, I need people to approve of me to listen to my podcast and in order to buy my book and to change the world, but I need to not be fueled by the approval of others and still be in the arena. arena. It's like saying you're going to quit drinking and you continue to work as a bartender. You're like, this, this is hard. I'm trying to stay sober and now I'm serving people alcohol and I'm surrounded by it all the time. And I've been slowly kind of Uh, I've been praying that I don't care about my numbers and stats anymore, that I'm not going to judge my worth based on how many likes something gets or how many comments something gets. And I'm going to detach from that. And I've seen God working in me because I turned off my notifications for Instagram because I'm like, don't care. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get a notification when I get a like. Uh, The only thing I kept on was when I get comments or someone mentions me. So, you know, I don't lose that. And obviously I can respond to them, but I turned off follows. I turned off likes. I turned off friend requests. I turned off all of it. I I don't want to see it because I don't want it to fuel me. I don't want it to tell me, yes, you're good enough. You're doing good. I want that feeling to come from God. I don't want it to be outside validation. Now I do because it feels good, but that's not, that's not what is healthy. And that's not what we should do. And I've been caring a little less. I've been not letting myself check to see how many views or likes something gets. I just post it, I pray, and I'm like, you know what? It's in God's hands, don't care, moving on. I don't care if it gets 8,000 views or if it gets 80. I'm not looking, I don't care. That doesn't change my worth or where I'm going. It has been working, my prayers, but it's still creating some tension in my business. And with my career and social media and who do I want to be and what do I want to show up as? Um, So up until this point, I've just been thinking there's so much tension. It's just, it's a hard time. We're also um, looking to buy a new boat and to sell our boat. So that's been consuming us for a while. And we've been, um, we're about to buy a piece of property, which is what we've been wanting to do for a long time to build our home. And that's been stressful and a lot of tension there. And I just kind of started thinking of tension last night and feeling like it was a bad thing. And I remembered that a long time ago, I did this free masterclass on, I promoted it on Instagram and it was a Zoom call, a live Zoom call that you got on with me. And I shared my number one secret to success. And there was like 
uh, like 200 people that got on or five, 400, I don't know, hundreds of people got on this. And the number one secret that I shared was mindset. And that tension over time equals growth. That is the formula to success. Tension over time equals growth. And at the time I was thinking tension was like hustle, like working 12 hours a day, sacrificing, um, doing things that make you fear, make you feel fearful, but you're going to bust through and do them anyway. I was thinking like these roadblocks and these things that scared you that you were just like, nope, I'm just going to outwork it. Tension was just working really hard. I realized since then that that is not true. And hard work doesn't always equal success. Negative tension doesn't always equal growing results. You have to have the right kind of tension in order to get the results that you want. The world says tension equals plot plan and scheme. Like, okay, I like, let's say, let's say right now you are trying to grow a business or make $2,000 a month. So if you're currently not paying your bills right now and you have this drive behind you, like I need to make $2,000 a month so that I can be on my feet. I can be in a good spot. I can contribute financially in my household. This is what I need, $2,000 a month. And if you're sitting down and thinking, okay, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna do it? How many hours? you're trying to plot, plan, and scheme your way to success, it's not going to work. What it's going to do is it's going to burn you out. And for me, that's why I felt like my tension has been so negative because I've been fighting the tension like the world fights, the, fights tension with just plot, plan, and scheme. Like, what am I going to do about my business? Okay, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I stop doing that? Should I go down to this? In my head, I'm thinking of every single idea, every single option, every single thing, and it's wearing me out. Also, in my marriage, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm overthinking, overanalyzing, trying to work on it in my own strength, trying to figure it out in my own strength, and just overthinking. Meanwhile, I'm so distracted and I'm not present. And I'm not focused on what's in front of me and what God has given me today in this moment to do because I'm stressing about different things. And the scripture of do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. It should say, do not worry about anything happening outside of what's in front of you right now and what you can see. Because all of that doesn't even matter. It's not even in your control. And because I struggle with controlling a situation, um, and why I'm such a huge advocate for therapy and for this 12 step recovery program is because every single person is broken. Every single one of us has wounds, has issues, has experiences that have made us into who we are today. Every single one of us. So I have abandonment issues as an adult because my biological father wasn't consistent in my life for a really long time. And then when I was nine, he completely just dipped out and disappeared and then came back nine years later and was there for three years and then disappeared again and then came back and was back for two years and then disappeared again. Like that really screwed me up. I perceive the world in a different way now because of that. And I realized that if I just control everything around me and I take things into my own hands, nobody will be able to let me down. Nobody will hurt me. And it's a self-protective defense that I have developed over the years because I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to put myself in a situation where now I'm let down. I should have just took, taken care of myself. And so a lot of times I have that like, no, I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Like my business is failing and struggling. I'm going to figure this out on my own. My marriage problem is here. I'm just going to do it on my own. My addictions, I'm just going to handle them on my own. And we can't. It's, it's literally impossible. And the world just says tension equals all this negative stress. But last night when I realized and remembered that tension over time equals growth, 
I literally like jumped up and grabbed my phone because the tension I've been experiencing in my life is actually a really good sign. It's a sign that I'm growing. It's a sign that something is happening. It's not just at a standstill. Things are growing and changing. And then I started wondering, what does God say about tension and struggle in the Bible? Because when you're going through tension, it's, it's a struggle and you get tired. You grow weary. There's a song, Weary Traveler. I love that song right now. And you're, you just grow weary and you're exhausted and you're like, I'm just so sick of this crap. Like, can we just get along or can we just get on the same page or can I just finally figure out this business plan or what I want to do in my life? Or can I finally just like let go of my ego and my pride and my anger? Can I just drop that addiction once and for all? Like we're just so fed up. And I realized that the one thing that you need to ask yourself is do do you want to be well? Do you truly want to be healed and to be well? And think about that because there's a lot of comfort in struggle. There's a lot of comfort in struggle because it's what you're familiar with. It's what you're used to. Changing requires you to change. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So think about that. If you're miserable in your job, but you continue to show up to work every day, that's insanity. You're never going to feel fulfilled because you keep doing the thing that is messing it up. Or if you and your husband keep fighting about the same stuff over and over and over and over, and nothing is ever going to change until someone changes. Until you're like, okay, enough is enough. And you change. And attention is actually a really good thing. It really does help you and guide you and steer you. And it doesn't have to be so bad. It actually can be comforting if you know that God will comfort you and God is in control and God is going to help you. And it's not all up to you. It's actually like a, like a, the greatest news ever, like, I don't have to do this on my own. Like, hold on. I don't have to control this. God's going to work all things out for good. He promises to do that for those who love him. And he already is going to work things with you. He is going to make connections and make things happen way better than anything you could do. Like Terry, he can connect you and sell you more scrapbooks than anything you could come up with. Any ads you write, any posts you make, any reel you do, any connections you try to network and create on your own. If God wants the producers of that show to see your stuff, he will make it happen. He will do it. He will, it will happen. He'll, he'll make the perfect connections in the perfect way. And it's the same thing with, with our whole life is that God will make a way. And so there's three things that I've really learned that you need to do when you get into this tension where you're going back and forth. Now, there's a few things that are tension. Um, The thing in our life constantly that's tension is being a natural sinner, being born of people who sin, and now we're cursed with sin, that every single person sins because Adam and Eve sinned. That's the curse that we were put on humanity. We're born sinners, but we are a new creation in Christ and we want to do well and we have the desire to be obedient and we want to do these things, but we're still struggling. We're still going back and forth. Like, I know I should quit drinking, but, oh, I just want to drink and escape so bad, but I know I should quit and not do it, but, oh, it would just feel so good. Or just being in a bad mood and arguing back and forth and knowing like I should let go of my pride and I should tame my tongue and I should just let this pass, but you just can't. And you're so mad and the emotion and you just can't be quiet and you can't do what you're supposed to. You just go back and forth really like children. We're just bigger children. We still struggle and argue with God like our kids argue with us. The exact same thing. It's just over different things because we've lived longer and have experienced more and are more mature And it's just a different, 
era now, but we're still arguing with God. Uh, the other thing is really like, so God's grace is at one end and the human brokenness is at the other. And in the new Testament, the consistent message is I am a child of God. I am a child of God. So you know that this is where your identity is. You know that this is what has been spoken over you. But do we always believe that and live in that? No. We're like, I, I'm terrible. I suck. I'm a sinner. You have guilt. You have shame. You have regret. You have stress. You have resentments. You have bitterness and anger. And, and you're going back and forth like, I am a child of God. I am chosen and anointed. I can do this. But then you're like, can I really, am I crazy for even saying this? Like, and do I really think this is going to work? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's going to work. I think this is going to work. Is it really like we go back and forth because it's this constant, it's this constant tug of war and really it's the devil, um, pulling at us. And I, I recorded an episode, maybe like 53 ish on my podcast. If you want to go back called Satan's shackles. And it's all on this concept of him, like pulling you back and pulling you back. I'm not talking about tension from that. I'm talking about good tension because it's changing your character. It's changing your spirit and it's forcing you to change. So in order for me to have a successful marriage, which is what I've been praying for, I need to stop being so proud. I need to stop being so offended and I need to be kinder to my husband. I know that. Those three things I have to do in order to have a successful marriage. Now, to get there, it's probably not going to feel very good when I'm in an argument and God says, you don't have to have the final word, zip it. It's going to suck. <laughs> like, I, I know, you know what? I got to tell you what I have on my heart. I need to tell you what you did wrong. That in our flesh feels good to let that out and to do that. So in the moment, it feels hard because I feel like I'm not winning, which is also just a fleshly desire. I feel like I'm not getting the final word. I'm not getting the judgment. I'm not getting, um, it, I'm, I'm just not getting the guilty sentence that I'm hoping that is for my husband. Like it really is this constant battle because it's just so hard. But the three things that you have to do is number one, you have to pray for it. And I don't mean pray just for the thing that you're struggling with. I mean, you should be praying for the tension to come. Like, Lord, restore my marriage, fix my marriage, and pull us through the valley. I know it's gonna get hard, but make it harder, faster. Like I've had a lot of addicts in my life, um, very close to me. And instead of praying for them to be free from their addiction, I pray that they hit rock bottom faster and harder because I know that when they actually do hit rock bottom, the faster they hit rock bottom, the faster they will return back and be restored that nothing is going to get them to stop their addiction until they have hit rock bottom. And I know that from personal experience. The best thing now that I can look back and see is when my parents kicked me out of my, their house. And they said, I don't, I don't know where you're going to live. I don't really care. Get out of my house. I'm not having a drug addict in my house. And at the time when I was 17, that was horrible. And I can't believe you kick your own kid out of the house and you're terrible. I had nowhere to live. I lived in my friend's parents' basement. I bounced all around, but you know what? It made me hit rock bottom and realize what am I doing in my life? What is this? And, and it began my, my escalation out where I'm like, okay, like now rock bottom, like moving out. And we need to pray for the tension. Right now, I really want to lose about 20 pounds, like 15 to 20 pounds, not really lose weight. I, I just want to tone. So I guess maybe not like losing weight because the scale doesn't really matter, but I want to tone up and I would like my clothes to fit a little better. And I really want to do this. I know that in order to achieve these results, I'm going to have to create some tension over time 
and I will, I will get them. It requires your muscles to be sore. It's going to probably be hard to sit down on the toilet and walk upstairs and get in my car because my legs and butt and thighs and calves and everything should be sore from working out. And this is going to create tension in my muscles. And over time of doing this, it's going to give me the result that I want. I also am not going to be able to eat snacks at 11 o'clock at night. And that's going to suck because I really want to do that. And it's going to be hard to stay out of the kitchen and to not eat snacks at night. But I know that after just doing that for a few days, I'll start to see results. And after a few weeks and maybe two months, I'll have the results that I've wanted. It doesn't even really take that long to achieve the result that we want, but we don't want the tension in our life. So we self-sabotage and we live for the desire in the moment right now of, oh, that piece of chocolate sounds so good. Or, oh, you know, I'm just going to argue because I can't tame my tongue or I'm feeling selfish or proud. It's a lot easier to just live in that moment than it is to think of what the long-term goal is. And if you're praying for the tension, when you're praying for it and you see it show up, it's an answer to your prayer. So whatever it is right now that you want to fix, I would write it down so that you have it in front of you and I would see it and then maybe even journal every day or every other day or once a week. Like, how have I seen tension in this area of my life? So if you're struggling in your marriage, you can write down marriage and then you can say like, what are the things that are causing, like, what is the tension around in my marriage over the last week? Or if it's your health and you're like, I really want to fix my health. What are the things that are causing tension? So you can write it down and you can be aware of those things and you can see this is what's causing the tension and that it's actually a good thing. So number one is pray for it and be in that prayer daily. It has to be daily and expect that it's going to be changed and God's going to take care of it. You don't have to beg and beg and beg like, Lord, please show up and deliver me from this. Please fix this. You pray and know that he is going to fix it. He is going to take care of it and he's going to work all things out for your good. And you have to believe in that because if you pray and you don't believe, you're not going to receive. It's just not going to come. If you're praying like a doubter, like, oh, yeah, okay, God, if you're real, do this. Like you, that's not how it works. It's not. Um, number two is to slow down. If you need tension in your life to be fixed to fix you in a certain area, but you're still running around like crazy being busy and over committing and saying yes to every single thing on your schedule for the week. And you're just go, go, go. You're never going to solve this problem. You're never going to be able to slow down enough for God to even hear, talk to you. You're not even going to be able to hear from him. Because prayer is us phoning to God and intuition or meditation is God phoning to you. And meditation is just sitting and being quiet. Instead of praying, you're just being quiet. You're listening to what, like, I always hear God in my own voice. Like, it's not like this audible voice or it's not a voice in my head that sounds different. It's in my own voice, but it's not my own thought. And it's just like a matter of fact, knowing this deep, intuitive sense of this is what we need to do. And even, and that's why I say it's not my own words, because most of the time it's things that I don't even want to do. I'm like, oh no, that's not good advice. (laughs) Like, Don't tell me that. I don't want to do that. But I know that it's what I need to do. And so if you're still distracted and you're in hustle mode, and you're trying to plot, plan, and scheme, and you're trying to handle your tension in your own way, and in your own desires, and what feels good to you because you're trying to control it, it's not going to work because you're never going to be able to hear from God. And you're, because you're still going to be so stressed and freaking out and running around and being nuts. The third thing that you need to do is you need to immerse yourself in the word and immerse your, immerse yourself with God. 
I was thinking of this example of my sisters in the Coast Guard. And when she went to boot camp, I just didn't understand why she had to go into a different state, why they fly you away from your hometown and put you in this boot camp for so many months where you can't communicate with the outside world. You can't have a phone. You have to write letters back and forth. That's your only communication you have. And I just didn't realize, like, why is it so intense? <laughs> why does it have to be like this? What does it even matter? But when they immerse you in boot camp, there are no outside influences that can get in your mind. Everyone is going through the same thing that you're going through. And so there is no one that's going to be able to give you advice on something that they don't understand. They're not going to tell you like, you know what, you should just quit or you're right. I can't believe they made you do that. You should totally leave. They don't want you to have anyone else telling you anything or speaking to you besides them. And they want to break your spirit and mold you into who they want you to be. They want you to be fearful, fearless, not fearful, fearful of them, but fearless of the job at hand. They want you to work as hard as you can by their definition, not by how you've been raised, not by how easy you've had it so far in life, but their definition of hard and not giving up. They immerse you in this because they want you to have the full experience. And when I say immerse yourself in God, that's exactly what you need to do. And I think it's a great idea for you to take a God day or a God weekend and not make plans for a few days. And that's what I've been doing for the last maybe week or so is I've really, I've been praying already, but not praying for the tension. I will now for sure be praying for the tension and seeing how it shows up and realizing that God is taking me through it. He's guiding my steps. He's moving me, even though I don't feel like I'm moving, he's moving me. I've, I've slowed down over the last week so I can hear from God, but I've also immersed myself. And if you don't immerse yourself daily in God's word, now, some of us, all of us don't have time to just immerse ourselves in God 24 seven. Like that's, that's impractical. I mean, I guess someone might have time to do that, but most people don't. We have jobs, we have kids, we have responsibilities. We can't just sit in our bedroom reading our Bible all day, every day. We have things that we need to get done. And so get creative and remember that this is supposed to be fun. You're learning from the creator of the entire universe and yourself who is guiding your life and is putting you through this trial and this tension to mature you and to grow you and to help you. And if you can get creative with this, it really is incredible. Now, I recommend that every single person is in a study that you can do at home by yourself. And it's a devotional where every day you have like the day's worth of work to do. I will forever be in a study because it's what makes me accountable to, okay, I have to do day four in my study today. And if I miss it, well, now tomorrow I have to do day four and day five. There's studies on everything and you can buy them right on Amazon. I would suggest starting with the defined study by Priscilla Shire. I don't care if you already believe in Christ and you know your identity and you feel like you're ready for whatever life throws at you. If you haven't gone through this study, you need to. It's phenomenal. And you can even go through it with younger kids. So what a great opportunity this would be for you and your daughter to go through this together or you and your granddaughter to go through this together. I would say even if they're five or six, they understand what you're reading and what you're talking about and do it anyway. What a great thing to do and to bring you closer. Now, if you struggle with anger, if you struggle with, whatever you struggle with, you can find a study. You can type in like angry mom Bible study. Um, there's another one that I'm going to start soon. That's called triggers. And I want to do that one. I want to learn about triggers so that I can help me not be triggered so much. 
So that helps you to immerse yourself because you're reading scripture every day during the study. You're going through the day's work, doing what you need to that day and praying and staying in the word. There are some scriptures I looked up on weary because when I had this idea of, okay, maybe, wait, tension isn't bad. Tension is good. And this is a great sign because it shows that God is growing me and I am moving forward. He's answering my prayers. He's helping to heal me from my pride, my control, my approval of others. He's trying to tame my tongue and just glorify God. He's trying to mold me into this person to be more like Jesus is, which is hard. I'm selfish. I'm judgmental. I'm all the things you are. We're all the same. And I just start, I typed in um, scriptures with the word weary in them because I wanted to see what the Bible says about the word weary. And I do this all the time. And sometimes I can get on a little bunny trail of researching scriptures and words as God reveals things to me. So I looked at the word weary and here's some scriptures. So Proverbs 25 says, like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. So that is a scripture that says like weariness is good, basically. <laughs> like good news from a distant land. Back then they didn't have text messaging. They couldn't just send a message on Telegram. They had to carry a letter from one town to another. So when a town far away got, got good news, like, hey, this is good news delivered to you. The king has been born. Uh, that's good news. That's like cold water to a weary soul. Um, and how great is cold water? Like in the middle of the night, you wake up, you're so thirsty, you go get cold water. It's just so quenching to your soul. Like, oh, this is amazing. You're exhausted. You're tired. You get cold water. Amazing to your soul. That's Proverbs 25. Then this one is in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, Jesus is saying this, come to me all who are labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Now, if you don't know what a yoke is, a yoke is the wooden bar that they would put over the ox in the plow fields. And it's what all the equipment was connected to so that they would pull through the field and plow the field. And when they would put two ox, oxen together, they would connect the yoke. So it was two yokes connected where it would go around their neck and they would position the tools and all the equipment behind them. And now there were two oxen connected at the yoke, pulling the load. That's what a yoke is. That's the definition of a yoke. So he, so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He's saying, hey, connect to my yoke and just come on for the ride. I'll carry the load. You just come next to me. Just walk next to me. I'll carry the load. And this is a scripture that I have experienced. And maybe you have experienced too, that if you let go of control over your life and you let God carry your burden, you say, I'm no longer going to stress about this situation and worry about it. I'm giving it to you. I don't care. I'm letting go. I'm going to pray about it and say that you're going to fix this. And you do, you really will feel so much at rest. It will feel a million times better. Your anxiety will go away. Your stresses will go away. I, it is an incredible thing to do. But again, most people can't do this because they can't let go of control. They can't trust in God to do what's best for you. And we have two podcasts on trust. I think it's like episode 53 and 54, trust part one and part two. So very good. If you miss those, you want to go back. And if you have trust issues, go back. Um, three other scriptures I want to read and then we're going to be done. So Jeremiah 31 says, for I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. At this, I awoke and looked and my sleep was pleasant to me. 
So for, I will satisfy the weary soul and languishing soul. Um, Proverbs 30 says, the man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Okay, who has said that? That was literally my prayer like this morning. <laughs> Surely I am too stupid of a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I had the knowledge of the Holy One. I mean, that's, that's so deep, like worn out and you're weary and you're tired. You don't have the knowledge of the Holy One. You don't understand God. You haven't spent time with him. The only way to understand someone and really get to know them is by spending time with them. That's what the defined study really talks about a lot. And that's why it's so great because it gets you spending time with God consistently every day. So you can learn his character. You can learn his promises. You can learn his voice. And then this last one is Isaiah 40. Even youths shall faith and be weary and young man shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall walk and not faint. And that's waiting. And waiting is so hard. I mean, waiting requires us to be patient. And we want things to be done now. Like, like I want my marriage fixed right now. I want my pride and control and approval to go away right now. I want to find our property and buy it right now. I want to buy a boat right now. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's like, let's move. But that's me controlling my life. That's me plotting, planning and scheming and saying, okay, how are we going to make this work and missing everything right in front of me that God wants me to really do. And then I'm crying and wondering, God, why aren't you helping me? Why aren't I further along than I am? And he says, because you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. You're trying to control the whole thing and take it into your own hands. And that's why it feels so bad. And that's why you're so tired. And that's why you're worn out. And so don't fall for the world description of tension of plot plan and scheme more, but instead realize that tension over time equals growth. Pray for it. Slow down, cancel things on your schedule, slow down. And don't just busy yourself by busying yourself. Like if you're home all day, you don't have to be like, oh, well, now I have to do this laundry. Now I have to dust this. Now I have to clean out this. Now I have to plan this. Now I have to prioritize God in your life. Like, no, I'm not doing that until I do this. The dishes can sit in the sink because it's more important that I spend time with God today than it is for me to clean my house. And you can tell your husband that I said that to you. <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, the tension is a good thing. We need to exchange tension for truth. And if we're going to be molded into the person who God wants us to be, it's going to be some tension and we're going to be experiencing the truth. And so change your vocabulary from the word tension to truth. I'm just experiencing some truth right now in my life and pray for it. Slow down and immerse yourself in God's word by doing a study by reading your Bible, just start reading the book of James. Five minutes a day, reading the book of James. Get a version of the Bible that you can understand or download the free Bible app. You can change the versions. My favorite version is the New Living Translation. It makes it super easy to read and to understand. Read the book of James for five minutes a day. Write down scriptures that really speak to your soul while you're doing it. Put them on note cards and put them on your fridge. And when you're experiencing that emotion, you'll be able to read this and it'll connect with your soul. So the tension is good. And if you're experiencing tension, it means that you're moving forward, even if you don't feel like it. I've shared before, like a bow and arrow, you pull back, you create tension in the bow, you're pulling it back. Okay, we're not going forward. Why are you pulling it backwards? We need to move forward. Well, then you let it go. And what happens? It shoots forward way faster than it would if you just threw it. So your own way isn't the best way. The tension actually is what's building momentum for you to really have this explosion where God says, I, I will show up. I promise that your weariness will come to an end. So rest in that. Write down your tensions, your truths. And start spending time slowing down and praying and immersing yourself.
and things will start to change for you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you're on live, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And if you're not ever on live and you want the accountability and the community and you want to be able to get on and talk in the chat and um, go back and forth, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram and you can um, join us. There's a button on there. You'll get an email with all the Zoom information and we would love to have you on. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.